Welcome to the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. My name is Andre Chin, broker owner, real estate investor, mega agent, and real estate coach. We're going to be tackling all things real estate, bringing you guests from all across North America, mega agents, mega teams, and we're going to be diving deep into their businesses to figure out how they got to where they are and how they consistently bring that hustle into their business every single day. Buckle up. Our podcast starts now. All right, everyone, we've got Adrian, Mr. Cashflow himself on our show today, the Real Estate Hustle podcast. We're so excited to learn from Adrian. Adrian, welcome to the show and uh, tell these folks all about you. How long have you been doing this real estate game? Hey, thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, I've been a real estate investor now for uh, the past 10 years. Um, started, I guess, uh, I was still a police officer at the time uh, when I started investing. Um, I was a police officer in the GTA. I had, uh, I guess, yeah, I was there for 21 years uh, in that uh, career. And the last 10 years of my career in policing, I started to buy rental properties and invest in real estate. That's awesome. That's exciting. I mean, we hear a lot about, about the investment world. I got to ask, where did the nickname come from, Mr. Cashflow? Good, good question. Uh, so when I first started investing in real estate, I met uh, my business partner, Sandy McKay. And um, Sandy was actually my realtor at the time. So um, we were buying, Sandy was selling me properties. I was buying them and uh, putting some new tenants in there and generating some new rents. And all my properties initially, the, the first few I bought with Sandy as my realtor, you know, we were getting... We still are, but we were getting, uh, you know, $1,500 a month positive cash flow from each property. Uh, and some of the rents I was getting too, you know, back then as well, uh, when Hamilton really started to boom, uh, Sandy was like, I can't believe the kind of rents you're generating in the cash flow. Like you're 1500 here, 1600 on this one. So you're like Mr. Cashflow. And then ever since then, it, it just kind of stuck. So thanks to Sandy, uh, it, uh, it kind of started and it kind of stuck. Wow. Oh, that's, that's a cool story. And, you know, I've, I've known Sandy almost a decade now and I've never heard that piece of the story. So I'm going to have to reach out to him and give him the gears. Now, now that's cool. So, so you're investing, you're, you're a cop still at the time, and you decided to give it all up and become a full-time investor. Is, is that the only thing you're doing now? What does your world look like today? Yeah, so I guess, you know, luckily all my investments went in the right direction and I capitalized on them. And uh, essentially, I'm, I, was, I could live my lifestyle just on my cash flow from my properties, which, you know, that's saying live life on your own terms. Um, I was able to retire early after 21 years of being a cop and live life on my own terms. And that's when uh, Sandy and I got into business together. And um, we started uh, several companies together. So you probably know we have the construction company. We have a property management company. Uh, obviously, there's MRN. Um, so there's a multitude of companies. And, you know, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, you know, what, what's your life going to look like 10 years from now? You know, first of all, I never would have thought I would have retired from policing. I never thought we'd have this empire of rental properties which is a whole other conversation, but then all these businesses um, creating income as well. Uh, so 
yeah, things kind of really exploded. Never thought it'd go there, but it's just the power of surrounding yourself with good people and maybe a little bit of luck along the way, but um, a lot of hard work too. Well, you guys are always putting yourself in sort of in the way of opportunity, right? I mean, we call it luck, but, but realistically, it's it's opportunity. Absolutely, for sure, for that's, sure. That's pretty neat. And so, do do you hold a real estate license still? Are you still actively looking for? Property? Yeah, yeah, I'm still licensed. I've been licensed now what for three years or so. Um, still uh, actively looking for properties. Really, we kind of segregated our business, so I'm more focused on. Um, like Sandy's focused on um, the MRN side right. and um, I'm more focused on working with investors with executive capital and raising funds to purchase, to continue to purchase smashing, uh, smashing deals on investment properties. Wow. So, so you guys are now the lender. You, you've, you've started as an investor and now you're, yeah. You're so now we've leveraged that and uh, using our expertise to, uh, work with different clients on creating um, really, really positive cash flow properties that um, are awesome deals. So that's kind of my focus uh, on the side of the business. And we've kind of segregated that uh, with respect to MRN and EPC. Okay. And, and so what made you, what made you start lending? I mean, you, you guys are doing great. Like you said, you're, you're kind of retired. You're, you got this empire built and you're still going. I mean, where's that coming from? It just kind of blew up. Like, again, nobody really thought it was going to go there. And we just, uh, a lot of people put a lot of trust in us because of, you know, what we're bringing to the table as far as our credibility, our reputation, and, and you know, our experience. Sandy's been an investor for 10 years. I've been an investor for 10 years. So together we have, you know, combined 20 years of real estate investing experience. Um, and then also, you know, building this organizational uh, Costco of companies where, you know, for, for like-minded investors, they can come through the door. We can find them that right investment property. We have everything in place where we're a one-stop shop. So is there, is there anything specific you guys focus on or yourself focus on? I, I know cash flow, but is there like a, a property type or like, what does that look like? You know, if, if someone wanted to bring you a deal, what are the type of deals you like? We like the uh, buy, renovate, refinance and rent. So the Burr strategy, which is obviously honing, them, honing on distressed properties. So we're buying them, you know, uh, we're buying that property distressed. We're putting in a bunch of money to renovate that and then force that appreciation through the roof. And we're batting like 99% on getting all of the capital out on the refinance, which essentially now you're owning this, again, we really focus on multifamily homes. You have this multifamily home with no capital in it. You still have cash flow. you still have debt pay down. So really it's like infinite return on your money. And I think, you know, based on our experience and what we're bringing to the table, plus the infinite return on your money gives people the peace of mind to work with us and invest with us. Wow. So, so you're putting a strategy together. If I heard it right, your strategy is basically we're going to use the money, but at the end of it all, you're going to get it all back. Yeah. I like to call it the, the rinse and repeat. So our, our strategy focuses typically eight months, money in, money out, rinse and repeat. 
uh, money in, money out, onto the next project, eight months, rinse and repeat, all incorporating the buy, renovate, refinance, and rent. Wow. Now, I mean, we've got, we've got hundreds and hundreds of, of realtors that listen to, to our podcast, and we know how hard it is to get qualified, right? I mean, you're self-employed, you're this, you're that, but you guys are both realtors, yourself and Sandy, and, and you guys are doing this at a high level. So what kind of tips? I mean, how, how does someone, let's say I got nothing, um, I know the strategy as well, but, but how, do, how does someone get started? I mean, how do we get going in, in something like this? Well, obviously residential lending is a completely different animal than commercial. Uh, commercial lending, believe it or not, if we're buying an eight unit purpose-built apartment building, it's much easier to secure financing for that. It really goes to the cap rate and the building and whatnot. As opposed to residential, it's strictly on your your personal debt ratios and your income and whatnot. But we work with a bunch of different investors. There's There's been occasions where we'll team up with, let's say, Andre is can qualify, but he doesn't have all the capital. Right. We'll bring in Matt, who doesn't have capital, but can secure that, that, uh, that mortgage for, for our team. And we, we put this together and ultimately it's a win-win for not only Andre, Matt and ourselves, and we, we form this triangle. So there's different, there's different, not every joint venture is the same, not every, every deal is different, sort of speak, as you know, being in the industry for as long as you have been. Um, yeah, we, we just, we have a lot of options, depending who we're working with and what deal we're putting together. Well, and that, I mean, that's almost unique to you guys, right? I mean, the, the average person that's self-employed couldn't just jump out and, and find two or three people. It sounds like you guys have a, have a bit of a system built in around this and you're doing it at such a high level. So, so if I've got capital, I could literally just come to you and say, Hey, I got, you know, a couple hundred grand. I want to invest. What do yeah. we do? And you guys would kind of take me from there, basically into find the Costco. Exactly. <laughs> like the Costco effect, right? Yeah. Find the right project get the right people involved and then employ our companies in order to facilitate that return, that analysis that we're putting together. You know, Andre, if we buy it at this, we put in 200, it's gonna refinance for this and, and put it all together in a package for you. Wow, wow, that's really, really neat. I mean, I know a lot of guys are, are doing this game, but you guys seem to have it sort of streamlined and, and perfectly lined up. So for anyone listening, I mean, make sure you reach out. but. Talk to me about the empire. I mean, I've heard that word a couple of different times. Sandy mentioned it was when he was on months ago, and, and now you're saying it again. How many units are we actually talking about here? Uh, so we're at, what are we at, Mallory, now? Uh, how many units? Yeah. 64, 64 properties, 236 units. Wow. So, yeah, a bit of an empire. Uh, and you know, if you asked us 10 years ago or five years ago, do you think you'd be where you are today? Sky's the limit, like really having that mindset and you know all about that sky's the limit really. Wow. So, I mean, and I always hear people say, you know, oh, we want to see a hundred dollars a door. Do you guys have any metrics like that that you guys are looking at or is there a... Those days are long gone. hundred thousand okay. a door. Those days are long gone. I mean, that was probably... <laughs> God knows a few years back where you're buying stuff in Hamilton for a hundred a door. You know, if you're buying purpose built now, you'll never see those numbers again. That, that was a while ago. But the, I guess the, the peace of mind is obviously working with professionals like us, being in the market for as long as we've been, strictly focusing on investment properties. 
we prepare a pretty tight analysis for you. And as far as, you know, even if we're paying 150 a door, whatever it is, we're going to show you, yeah, the end of the rainbow, the numbers are fruitful or yeah, this isn't a good deal based on the renovation costs, our holding costs, our refinance amount and whatnot. So, so, so if I'm looking for a deal, I mean, how do I find one? I mean, what, what are you guys kind of doing to, to find a deal? If I can ask. Yeah. So obviously the normal realtor.ca stuff that everybody's privy to, but we're also leveraging a lot of um, our resources from MRN as far as uh, team members, the door knocking, the cold calling, the ISAs, um, doing all that for us as well. So as you know, MRN's a, a pretty big team now. Um, so we have a lot of, we have a lot of um, foundation and, and manpower there to help facilitate these off-market uh, deals that we're coming across quite often. So, so is, that, is that one of the keys that, that you contribute to some of the success is, is getting to that off-market stuff? Absolutely. Off-market is definitely pretty fruitful. And you know as well as I do that the, the market we're in now, I mean, I can speak for Hamilton, everything on market pretty much is a bidding war. You know, the typical no offers for one week, and then you're, you're competing against eight to 10 offers where it goes a little crazy. So obviously having the opportunity to have something off market and not be involved in that competition is always going to be. It's cool. kind of the, the best way, right? I mean, yeah. you know, I, I hear you guys talking about putting, putting together an analysis and, and again, I mean, easy for, for probably me to understand and, and a number of our listeners to understand, but you know, if I don't know what I'm doing, right, I'm getting started, what should I look for? Like, what are some, some like quick things you look for on a deal that, that tell me quickly, Hey, is this good or bad? Is it, is it strictly just cap rate or, or what are some of the other stuff you guys are seeing? So on the residential platform, it's, we don't really have a lot of influence from cap rates. It's more on the commercial stuff. Um, with respect to that. But again, I can't stress enough working and I'm coming back to this, but working with the right professional, what are we looking for? We're looking for distressed, but structurally sound properties. And then working with the right professional, it's going to be able to say, Hey, Andre, this is a, this is a good deal. This is a good price based on the after repair value that we're forecasting. Right. We typically try to stay away from, you know, homes that are like on a 45 and there's major structural issues. Um, but distressed meaning, you know, grandma lived there for 80 years, the original kitchens, original carpets, you know, original roof, original plumbing, original electrical. So we're, we're looking for that and we're going pretty deep because the bigger the reno, the bigger the lift, the bigger the refi. Right. Um, which is obviously the name of the game because we want to extract all that money out at the refinance. We don't want to leave a cent in that property. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, are you guys, are you guys hitting that 100% extraction? 99%, 99%, pretty much all but one project in 2020, we left money in. And it was very minimal. I think it was like 15 or 17,000. Right. But every other project we did in 20, this year, 2020, we extracted every single cent out and some of them, we actually, we actually had a surplus. So we were all out plus 30 grand that we split with our um, joint venture partner. Wow. 
Wow. And, and you guys are doing this in, in the middle of the global pandemic. So, so talk to me about that. I mean, everyone, I'm hearing a lot of people say, oh, my investors are sitting, they're waiting, nobody wants to do anything. And you guys just like foot down on the gas, keep going through the pandemic. What, what's that been like? Yeah, so it's funny. I remember when it came out and COVID first really blew everybody up back in March or whatnot. You know, we were talking to a lot of our clients and uh, we were saying, you know, and I was really pushing, now's the time to buy. We gotta, we gotta buy stuff now um, because this is, a, this is a really good opportunity for us. And, and most investors were gun shy, like most other people. Um, and uh, as time went on through COVID, the market continued to go up and up. Everybody thought it was gonna tank, but it did the opposite. Right. And you know, stuff in Hamilton now, I wanna say since COVID is probably up 80 grand. Since March to now, we're up at least 80 grand and everything's a bidding war again. Uh, so yeah, we're paying more now. The numbers still work though. That's the thing about Hamilton. The numbers still work even though the market's up because it's sort of relative. Home prices are up, but same as that refi. So it's kind of, they're offsetting each other. But I mean, if you bought something in Hamilton in March when COVID first came out, you're looking like a, a genius right now. Yeah, right? you're up so. so so are you guys doing the conversions are you are you starting like you know if we brought you guys a, a bungalow are you going to do the the burr and convert it or are you looking strictly you know i want it to start at a duplex or a triplex like where, where do you guys sort of look at we story? do both our our construction company really specializes in the multifamily conversions. so yeah we can take a uh, we've worked on a number of duplex conversions uh working with permits working with the city um, inspections and doing everything to code and whatnot. So right from a duplex to a triplex to fourplex, we've done um, uh, a 12 unit building, two 11 unit buildings this year. So yeah, there's, there's a wide, wide array of experience there with that. Well, well, I mean, you know, you probably hear it a lot, right? But I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to put up with tenants and deal with all this landlord tenant board and all that stuff. I mean, you guys are 60 234 for units, 64 buildings. There's gotta be tenant issues and all that stuff. Is it still, is it still fun? Yeah, absolutely. So remember I told you we're Costco. Yeah. So we actually, uh, we started our own property management company, executive properties Inc. Um, so for those people who don't want to be a landlord, don't want to take that call in the middle of the night, don't want to deal with tenants, so on and so forth, but want to reap the rewards of real estate investing, we have property management in place, so you completely hands off. Wow. And um, kind of right from the service calls to showing the apartments to getting new tenants, all that stuff, like A to Z, a full service property management company. So, so there's literally nothing you guys can't handle from, from the minute we get the capital or find the property, either or, you're taking it all the way to the finish line. And then you're keeping, you're keeping us out of the, the, the crap, so to speak, of having to deal with the tenants and all that stuff as well. Exactly. So I like to call it, you know, hassle-free, hands-free real estate investing. So, and so then I'll giving you the, the incredible returns, again, infinite return on your money incorporating the burr strategy with us where it, you know you got no money in your cash flow you still have debt pay down from the tenants passive appreciation annually through through the power of real estate it's i mean 
in my opinion, it's, it's, it's incredible. Now, now we always hear, you know, make, make it in the buy, right? I mean, how you buy is, is how you're going to finish. Do you guys follow that model or are you pretty well focusing on the lift and the, the buy not as much? I think every stage is important uh, throughout the Burr strategy. But again, I always tell investors we're working with too. We're more long-term wealth, as we call it, the generational wealth, long-term wealth. So you know what? Uh, I mean, if the market were to shift during the rentals or we leave 30 grand in or 20 grand in on a property, you know, or we pay 20 grand too much for that property. Right. Who cares? I mean, we're going to hold this. Our goal is to long-term wealth, you know, 15 years from now when you're going to cash in and the property's up 250, 300,000, like you're probably not going to think I paid 15 grand too much. Right. And again, if you have, five of these properties and every property you have 250, 300,000 equity. Now that's a lot of money, right? right? right. So long-term wealth, um, in my opinion, that's the way to go, but a flip here and there is also good, but our model is more focused on long-term wealth, you know, buy, renovate, refinance, and then hold it as long as we can. So when we're looking at, I mean, you know, I mean, being, being an investor, I'm a newbie, I'm coming in, I got my first deal. It's the pandemic. Are we worried about the market shifting? Are you guys thinking or insulating in any way around that? Not really. No. I mean, they're talking about potentially, I've heard rumors about potentially a 5% correction. Right. Um, the reason why I'm not overly concerned about that again, number one, long-term wealth, but two, most of our properties, like our 40 units, for example, they're all cash flowing anywhere between 1100 and 1400 a month. So we have that cushion, you know, regardless, even if rates go up, you know, we have a $1,400 a month positive cash flow cushion or insulation, if you will. So if, if the market goes down 50 grand, we're still going to make $1,400 a month cash flow. And you know better than anybody, time in the market, right? Not time in the market. Time in the market is going to produce those returns. And long-term wealth, time in the market, I'm not worried about a slight correction, to be quite honest. Okay. All right. That's an interesting way to look at it. And I mean, I was going to actually start with, you guys got all your money out. So what does it matter what the market does, right? Well, yeah, we, we got zero money in the deal. So, and we still have the debt pay down and the cash flow even if you take the passive appreciation away, right. you still have those two factors that every month, you know, the tenants are paying six, $700 a month off our principal right. and we're cash flowing. So yeah, we're, still, we're sitting. Okay. That's, I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. And, and I'm sure you're going to have a lot of people reach out to you guys. What, what sort of exit strategies should, should someone be thinking about? Like, are you guys even thinking, I, I heard long-term and that's what made me think, okay, well, if I'm in this for long-term, do I need an exit plan? Do I need an exit strategy? I have a question. So with the people we work with, we're looking for typically a minimum of five-year commitment. Um, and then we can reevaluate. And yeah, you know what? Our partners have first right of refusal from us and vice versa. So either or can happen, but normally we're looking for a five-year commitment. And most of our partners are not interested in selling in five years. They're like, hey, we're still cash flowing. Hey, the market's up. 
or whatnot, like there's really no need to sell. But again, we, we recognize that sometimes in life things change and you have to free up some capital for whatever reason. So our exit strategy minimum is five years and then we reevaluate. So, so you should pretty well, you know, if you're, if you're advising anyone, bank five years, you know, that can't be money that you have to absolutely have right now. It's yeah. got to be in a Remember, you got your money out, right? Right. You got your money out. So you got no money in. Got it. You're still, you're still cash flowing. So why? And again, the only time you pay tax is when you sell that property, right? Our strategy is tax-free. Mm. So that, that's something to think about as well. Tell me more about that. What, what do you mean tax-free? So when you refinance your property, right? So you're buying it at five, you put in a hundred, and then you're refinancing it for 850 and you're extracting all that capital, you're not paying tax on that. You're just adding that. Essentially, you're flipping the house back to yourself. Right. But obviously, when you sell your income property and it's not your primary residence, um, you're subject to capital gains. Correct. But there's no capital gains on a refinance, essentially. Got it. Any, any tax on the, on the income that's coming in? So are you counting that as income and then... Yeah, there's always tax on that income for sure. And that's why you work with a qualified accountant that specializes in income properties and whatnot, so they can steer you in the right direction. But yeah, that is obviously the cash flow is taxable for sure. Right. So is there, is there like a minimum, if, if you've got to recommend, you know, hey, I want to get started, I want to get into this game. Is there a minimum that I should, should kind of work at saving or refinancing or? Yeah, so most of the people we work with, uh, we're looking for anywhere between a $250,000 to $300,000 minimum, depending on the size of the project, um, depending on what we're buying. Are we buying a triplex? Are we buying a fourplex? Obviously, four units cost more to renovate than three units. Um, but yeah, and most of the people we work with, um, you know, they're, they're most of the capital is coming from a home equity line and right. they're taking advantage of that equity in their home. So they're going to borrow it at 3% on a home equity line. And we're going to turn that into 95, a hundred percent return, um, through the Burr strategy. So yeah, I, I want to say a healthy budget is between 250 and 300. Okay. That's, that's not bad. I mean, so you're not coming in with, with 50K and, and hoping to do what you guys are doing? Unfortunately not, no, no. Yeah, you got you to have a little little skin in the game here, but you're going to get it back, which is, which is one yeah. of the nice things, right? Yeah. I mean, so, the banks aren't, the, the, the appraisers that are coming through at the back end when they're refinancing these things, they, they come through and they pretty well want a detailed, and you already know this, they want a detailed analysis. Okay, what exactly did Andre do in this house? Right. You can't expect to force that appreciation by 400000 when you're going to throw on a coat of paint and change the kitchen cupboards, the knobs on the kitchen cupboards and put up a couple new light fixtures and say, hey, look at my new place. Right. We're talking, you know, for a fourplex, four new kitchens, four new bathrooms, flooring, tiles, lighting, new plumbing, new electrical, new roof, new windows, like a complete, yeah, you know, sure. that makeover in order to get that you know, up there so we can get all of our capital up. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So, I mean, you, you know, you mentioned sort of the, the being with a professional. Is there, is there stuff that, you know, you're on both sides. You were an investor, now you're on the realtor side, now you're in the lending side. So you've kind of got it all, man. Um, what, what, what kind of things should I be asking, right? If I'm getting started, I want to talk to another realtor or, you know, if I'm, if I'm even coming to you guys, 
what are some of the questions that, that you would recommend everyone needs to sort of know before jumping into full speed here? Yeah, obviously the realtor you're working with is important. You want to make sure they have some, some background with respect to investment properties as opposed to somebody who's never sold or never, never been involved in investing. Right. So that obviously is, is super important to, to get that good deal and know you're getting a good price and, and the potential um, um, on the back end. So working with a, a competent realtor in that regard. And then if you're going to partner with somebody because you don't have the time, you don't have the experience, you're looking for a hands-free sort of uh, investment, you want to look for somebody that ask them, you know, how, how many times have you done this? Can you show me some of your, your recent projects? Can right. you show me how the numbers played out on your recent projects? Um, what kind of system do you have? What kind of team do you have behind you? Um, so on and so forth. And can I obviously ask for references? Can I speak to the last three people you did a deal with or a brewery strategy with? And I'd like to talk to them and just kind of ask them what their experience was working with you. I think, you know, checking off those boxes and it's not brain science, right? You just want to do your due diligence to know who you're getting into business with, that they're qualified. Once you're doing that, I think, and you like the answers you're getting and you can cooperate what they're telling you is factual, then I think you're in good hands. So you're saying you wouldn't, you wouldn't invest with someone if they aren't investing themselves is kind of what I heard through that. For the most part, yeah, I think they got to, you know, what experience are they bringing to the table, right? Um, it's super, super important because if things start to go a little sideways during a project, you know, what experience does this person have as far as, yeah, we've been there before, we need to do this, this, and this, or whatnot, because you're spending a lot of money on a renovation yeah. and, you know, peace of mind, right? Peace of mind that, holy, I'm, I'm, I'm putting all this money into this house. Does this guy know what he's doing? Right. And, and it could be a little, could be a little stressful if, if you're in it on your own or the person you're working with doesn't have a clue what's happening. Right. So, so if I'm building, I'm building, you know, I want to be like Adrian. I want to be the next Mr. Cashflow. I got my business partner version of Sandy here and I want to do what you guys have done. Where am I starting? Like, what does that look like? And, and how am I going to get there? I mean, you gave up a career and, and I'm looking at the numbers here. 21 years as a cop. You were what, maybe 10 years away from, from collecting the, the police foundation yeah. pension? Yeah. yeah, I was nine years away from full pension. So actually, I took a hit on my pension. And uh, obviously, I, I left a pretty good paying job. Uh, benefits, pension, the whole nine yards. That's that security of, I just got to keep doing this for nine more years. And every week, I'm going to get that paycheck, uh, so, so on and so forth. I think, um, and again, don't get me wrong. In my opinion, as long as you're investing in real estate, you're doing something good. So whether you're going to buy something that needs rentals or you're going to buy turnkey, we obviously specialize in working with people who want to buy something that's distressed and do the burr. But if it's too much of a, I guess, uh, it's, if it's too stressful for you or whatnot, put your money in real estate. Buy a turnkey duplex. Let your money sit. Forget about it. Collect your rent and, and let it grow. Um, but if you want to go in the direction of the buy, renovate, refinance, get all your money out, I would say you work with a team of professionals like ourselves. And I tell everybody, you know what, you could take the opportunity, work with us, do one project with us. 
learn as much as you can. And then, you know, let's say your second project, you say, you know what, Adrian, I, I really learned a lot. I, I'd like you to, you know, potentially find me something, but the second one, I, I just want to do me and my brother, for example, or whatnot. Right, right. I've learned everything I need to learn or whatnot. And, and you don't have to continue to do every single project with our company, for example, but get your feet wet. Like I said, these rhinos are pretty deep. Doing it all on your own can be a little intimidating. Um, working with professionals can take that stress away. It sounds, it sounds really, really good. I, I mean, I know there's somewhere in this, this line, 10 years of doing this, there has to be a horror story in there somewhere. You, you willing to share one of those or one of your biggest sort of learning moments? Yeah. So we, there was several years back, we, we started a project. Again, we hadn't a construction company at that time. So we were doing the typical go on Kijiji, look for a contractor and whatnot. And, um, which for anyone last... listening is a nightmare. I, I can speak to that. That is an absolute nightmare. You know, they either don't show up, they show up, they're not who they say they're going to be that, you know, they just don't have their credentials, you know, yeah, yeah. I can take this wall out for you. And they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. So yeah, we were new in the game. We were new into renovations. We were new into construction. We didn't have our own company. So we hired this gentleman for lack of a better word. Um, from Kijiji and things rock and rolled for like the first three, four weeks. So the demo was all done. We essentially now are, are to the studs um, and uh, have to rebuild this up. And every time he came, first of all, he, he'd come sporadic, typical show up for two days, disappear for five, come back for one, disappear for four. And, you know, the typical horror story, but nevertheless, and then every time he'd show up, the one day he would show up a week, he always wanted more money. And then, you know, so now we're sitting with a shell of a house. We don't really know what we're doing. We're relying on his expertise that would come around once a week. And then he kind of had us by, by um, kind of had us in a rock and a hard spot. Cause he's like, well, I need another five more thousand or 10 more thousand, or I, I can't come back because I got to pay my guys and I got to this and pay that so nevertheless it went on for for essentially weeks months not a lot of progress very very minimal and we were out all this money and kind of had us every time we're like well what are we going to do and then finally we were just kind of we had to bite the bullet and, and cut the cord but we ended up obviously being in the hole i don't know i think it was thirty-five thousand, something like that that we had to essentially eat yeah and you know again learning experience right so the light bulb went off shortly after that and said, you know, we have all these clients, we have these properties. Why don't we, why don't we do this for ourselves? At least we have the peace of mind, not only for us, but like clients to say, Hey, this is all in house. We have people on staff. Now we have people on payroll and we control all of this. So we're not on Kijiji hiring, you know, these fly by night kind of people. So that was probably, uh, I won't forget that scenario because there were several sleepless nights. I think, I think you talk to any investor, Adrian, and, and you know, my story is very similar to yours. I, I've got something almost identical to that um, when we were starting out early in the game and, and similar thing. We found this guy. He actually came recommended from another client and same sort of thing. You know, he showed up for the first two weeks and it was great. Demo went off without a hitch. Same, almost identical story. And then the same stuff started happening. Difference with mine is my guy just stopped. 
he just disappeared one day. I mean, we're calling, we're texting, you know, it's drywall time. We're trying to put the house back together and nobody can get a hold of this guy. Two weeks goes by, we can't get a hold of him. So we're back on Kijiji and we're calling everybody and, and guys are busy, right? Yeah, I can take your job, but I can't be here for a month and this and that. And, and I think by the time we got out, I think we were about 32,000 in the hole that we had to eat and and similar thing and it just you know we haven't gotten to where you guys are yet with the construction company but but i know why guys do it right it puts you back in control as opposed to to figuring that out i mean the other way i think you can do it is is get a reputable contractor and then sort of you can either make them a partner in the deal or, or find a way to kind of have them in that process with you if you don't want to start a company but then at least you're reliant on someone that's going to show up for you every single time so it's it's, yeah. it's crazy. that's anyone listening i'll tell you like don't don't limp into this thing you know reach out to an adrian reach out to an andre who has done it is investing at a high level and just make sure that you've met them right like look at look at what they're doing who they're talking to are they investing themselves i i, I saw someone i think it was on facebook and they're giving all this advice on on someone's investment strategy and and then someone writes well how many times have you done it <laughs> And the guy goes, not once. I've never done it. So be careful who you take advice from. <laughs> most contractors, so when you finally fire the guy who's taking you to the cleaners, you know, good luck trying to find a contractor to come in and pick up the ball. Because no, like most contractors do not like sorting out somebody else's methods. It almost costs and you. And they end up charging you more, right? Because you're like, oh, I don't know how he did the plumbing. I don't know if it was done right. I have to pretty much start from the beginning again and all this stuff. So, yeah, it's not a, it's not fun. It's no, not fun. no, I had a guy, I had a guy come in and, and you know, we had a, a similar situation. It wasn't our project. We were just helping a client out and same thing. And he said, what do I do? So we, we bring in a guy, help him out. And the guy says, you know, I got to rip everything out. Everything your guy has done, you know, you spent $30,000 with this contractor. It all has to go. <laughs> so, they, yeah. so you know they lost that, they sure. lost a lot right so you know key that's that's one of the biggest tips i think is make sure you got a good team around you and don't don't just jump into it lightly right you got to be committed to this this world where you're going to get burned there's a lot of Absolutely. money lost too that's awesome adrian we're almost we're almost wrapped up how do we find you i mean you know like i said we got we got listeners now all across the globe we, we've got people showing up in multiple places asking questions. How do we track you down? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, just flip me a quick email, executiveproperties, I-E-S, at rogers.com. Executiveproperties at rogers.com. Shoot me an email and uh, we can take it from there, answer any questions or connect and uh, go from there. I love that. And, and, and I'm going to expose you a little bit because you're on Instagram too, right? Mr. Cashflow on oh, Instagram. Yeah, all over social media platforms, Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So when we connect again, it, you know, it's a year later from now, we're going to, we're going to probably do this again and, and bring people back. Cause we're, we're doing a lot of goal setting. It's goal setting season. Yeah. What are we going to be hearing at the end of next year from EPC and MRN? Where are you guys going to be? Uh, really confident. We're going to be well over 300 units for sure. So we're at 264. Yeah, I'm pretty confident we're going to be well over 300. Wow. Can I can I ask how much a month do you guys cash flow in total? Like, what what are you guys seeing in? I'd, I'd say on average between all our properties, we're we're probably around 20,000, 20,000, just over 20,000 a month on cash flow. 
Nice. Uh, you can live a pretty good life on that, eh? Just, just on cash flow. That's it. That's nothing like no other, you know, any other realtor uh, duties or, or whatnot. It's just straight cash flow. Uh, yeah, you live a pretty good. Well, and that's why I left policing, right? Because I, I didn't need to burn the candle at both ends and still go work on night shift and, and push a cruiser and then come trying to invest in it was just it was too much got too much, to the yeah. point i don't need it and i was able to live off the cash flow obviously well i i love that we had the opportunity to be with you you're you're the first really i mean we had sandy but sandy talked about the team side but you're the first real big investor we've had on that's talking about the different strain right i mean you get your license and you think oh my god i gotta go slug out buyers and sellers every day for the rest of my life and here you are taking a totally different approach to the hustle and focusing on building generational wealth. So I absolutely love it. Guys, if you're looking for more info, this is the guy to talk to. Reach out to Adrian, Mr. Cashflow himself. I'm Andre Chin with the Real Estate Hustle Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere as well. And guys, if you're looking to do this at a high level, I recommend having a conversation with Sandy, with Adrian over at MRN and EPC. And, and these guys are going to take care of you start to finish. You guys are in multiple locations now as well. So what is yeah. it? Hamilton, Niagara Falls, Windsor, and London. So these guys can help you in any of those cities as well, uh, find properties as well as invest with you. So I love it. Thank you, Adrian, so much for being, being here today. Cheers. Thanks for having me.